Hello, hello, hello. It's Cassandra Terry, your manifesting miracle maker. And it has been about a month since I checked in with you guys. But I'm back um, after a break with some emotional highs and some emotional lows. I'm back this week to ponder a question with you and to share my thoughts on the topic of emotional intelligence. So let's dig in. What is emotional intelligence or EQ for short? Emotional intelligence is a huge topic where there's been much research and many books and articles dedicated to. I describe EQ as an understanding of and an ability to communicate your emotional state, control your responses, and consider the emotions and well-beings of others. I'm not a therapist or a researcher, so you will not get a scientific scale from me, but instead a few questions that you can use to arrive at a self-assessment of your EQ. If you want to know more, understand the research, or get help on EQ, dig into the massive amounts of research that's available from the experts. But in the meantime, here are a few questions from a layperson, your good old manifesting miracle maker, that can help you begin the journey to understand EQ and the different parts of EQ. Question one, what are you feeling right now? Sounds like a simple enough question, but what comes to mind? Can you identify your feelings? That's where it all begins. So that's our identification question. How many feeling words do you know? or used to describe how you're feeling? What words do you know beyond happy, sad, mad, bored? Our emotional vocabulary is important and part of the identification process and our ability to communicate is reliant upon us building that vocabulary. Why are you feeling this way? Important question, because that's our trigger question. The why question helps us to understand what it is that really gets us going. What makes us happy? What makes us sad? What really makes us angry? What hurts our feelings? So this question is important because it's one thing to understand and identify your feelings. It's a whole nother thing to dig into why you feel the way you do. What could be done to improve how you're feeling? So this is more of our processing question. This is where we really get to think about how we respond to things. And that question is important because it allows you to start to tie things together. And it also helps you to regain control. If you're thinking of ways to improve the state that you're in right now, by default, you understand that you're not bound by your emotions. You're not, you don't have to be controlled by them. There are some things that you can do to feel better. And what that is, is different for each person. So you've got to spend some time really thinking about how you function and what lifts you up when you feel yourself down. Do you do something physical, go for a run, go to the gym? Do you listen to soothing music, take a bubble bath, some form of self-care? Do you need to pick up the phone and spend some time talking to a good friend? What are the things that you could do to make you feel better than you did when you asked yourself the question? That's what we're trying to get to here. 
the processing. How do you respond to stress or extreme emotions? Another quick key question. This is your reaction question. How do you, when things are not going the way that you expected or the way that you would like, or how do you be, respond to that? This question and the answer to this question affects every aspect of your life, or at least it can. Because if you can manage your emotions when things are out of control, um, you're able to maneuver situations better. And just the opposite, if you have a total meltdown every time things go don't go your way, then the opposite is true. The navigation of those situations is more difficult because you're out of control. How comfortable are you discussing your feelings? The communication question. You've, we've talked about the different words that you can have to identify your feelings and describe them, but are you comfortable sharing them with others? Important question. If you find yourself angry because to you, you're in an obvious state and someone that you're interacting with is missing it or they're not responding appropriately, are you anticipating and expecting that person to read your mind, read your heart and understand what you're going through? Or are you in a state of EQ that you can, hey, I'm really having a tough time today. You know, just put it out there. Let them know how you're feeling and what's going on. And then they're in a better position to respond accordingly. Communication is always key. Can you separate a person from his or her actions? Do you seek to understand why someone is behaving a particular way or do you focus primarily on the behavior? This is our empathy question. And for the first time here, we're looking more at not what's going on within us, but we're looking at someone that we're engaged with, someone that we're having some sort of an interaction. Or maybe we're just witnessing what they're with so what someone's doing. What's your empathetic empathy level like? How empathetic are you? Are you so focused on the behavior that you've forgotten about the human that's attached? It's important that we have the ability to look beyond what how that person is responding, just like we want somebody to look beyond our response when we're not operating at our best self and see the human, see the person, understand that someone's going through something and and be empathetic. And sometimes you're, you're, you may be just the person who can help them through that situation. So there are no right or wrong answers to these questions. So as you respond to them, check in with yourself. Are any emotions arising? If so, can you identify them? In general, assess your EQ as low, medium, or high. Now we have a starting point. A general awareness of our emotional aptitude is a data point along our self-awareness journey. At this point, you might be asking yourself, why does EQ even matter? Well, it matters because it speaks to our ability to understand ourselves and others, to self-regulate, and to have exchanges with others from a standpoint of understanding and a level playing field. If my EQ is high, I not only understand what I'm feeling, but I use that insight to gain awareness of what triggered 
the emotions in the first place. Understanding my triggers helps me in decision-making and can help me develop strategies to manage and not be ruled by my emotions. When I'm operating with a high IQ, I'm sorry, EQ, your feelings are just as important as mine. I am neither a martyr denying myself, nor am I fighting so hard to be heard that I'm ignoring you in the exchange. I've spent quite a bit of time looking at my emotions, what causes them, and how I process and communicate them. Lately, I've been extremely low energy and a bit disconnected. I knew what was I knew I wasn't feeling well emotionally, but I couldn't quite put my finger on why. I was either struggling to understand why I felt so melancholy or I was just giving into it. But fortunately, I still have regular therapy sessions. And during one of those sessions, I realized how small my emotional vocabulary is. I'm comfortable and aware of the general and the extreme emotions like happy, sad, angry, excited, bored. However, I was feeling emotionally drained, but I couldn't pinpoint why. Was I sad? Was I angry? Was I depressed? Did someone hurt my feelings? I looked at each of those, but neither of those quite fit. It didn't quite describe how I was feeling. So my therapist started to look back over the last month or so, and she reminded me of the number of funerals that I had been to, the concerns that I expressed for a child, and several other topics that we had covered. From my standpoint, I was disconnected and doing the bare minimum to get by. But in reality, life was moving quickly and I was hanging on for the ride. I realized that what I was actually experiencing was grief. The fact that I did not recognize the grief interested me and made me start to look deeper at my emotional intelligence. And fortunately, I wholeheartedly believe that EQ is something that could can be developed. So let's look at developing EQ. I had a hard time understanding why I didn't recognize grief or at a minimum tie the melancholy back to the unexpected deaths and other experiences that I was working through. But that was the case. I made no connection at all. I was so busy getting through those experiences that it never dawned on me how they were affecting me. It wasn't depression in that sadness is a natural and appropriate response to loss. The issue was not what I was experiencing, but with my lack of awareness of what I was feeling and what caused the feelings. I had stumbled upon another opportunity to expand my self-awareness by developing my EQ. It's a work in progress, but I'll share the process that I've begun and I hope it helps someone. So I began by checking in. I'm checking in with myself often in an attempt to both feel my feelings and to recognize them. It's important that I place no judgment on those feelings. I allow them to be what they are and in, and in their rawest sense, they, I, I have to be free and allow them to flow to properly identify and process them. Otherwise, if I start to judge them or put too much extra thought into them besides just allowing them to be, they won't. They won't flow. I'll shut myself down before I actually identify what's going on. So removing that judgment and just identifying the feelings for what they are is a really important step. 
Where is the source of the feelings? Where is it coming from? I cannot stress enough the importance of understanding your triggers. If you're dealing with a recurring feeling that you want to resolve, the resolution lies in the root. Imagine that you're dealing with feelings of anger. You can work on anger, anger management techniques, but if you don't deal with the source of the anger, you'll continue to struggle. Even though you're equipped with tools and techniques to respond better to the anger, you're still going to have to constantly deal with it until you get to the root. So expand your feeling vocabulary. Take inventory. Make a list of the feeling words that you know. Look up synonyms and adjectives for those words and add them to your list. If you don't have a word to adequately describe what you're experiencing, talk to a trusted advisor and do some keyword searches. Make a concerted effort to expand your emotional intelligence list of feeling words. Refer to it often to make connections between what you're feeling and why. And then it's important to share your feelings. Try to let someone know in real time what you're feeling. If you need to take some time in order to communicate effectively, take it. It's okay if you need to get yourself together, get your emotions under control a little bit to help with the communication process. Because the goal is a conversation where each person is heard and respected. We don't want to hold offenses against someone who's unaware. So it's important that we communicate that they've somehow hurt our feelings or upset us in some way. But we don't want to overwhelm them to the point that there's no room for a response. It takes practice, but we will get there. It's also important to actively listen. One of the most respectful things that we can do is to listen for understanding. And let that listening go beyond the communicator's emotions. This is an excellent opportunity to practice grace and allow for the space for someone to work through their emotions. Give what you would like to receive when you're communicating your feelings. Be empathetic of the communicator's experience. True communication is bi-directional and is most effective when each party is seeking to understand instead of to just make their point. Communication is rudimentary. It's essential to EQ development. We must both communicate to be understood and to understand. Let's continue to work at developing our EQ to build better relationships and self-awareness. Thank you all so much for listening. This is Cassandra Terry, your manifesting miracle maker, and I look forward to us spending some time together again next week. Bye for now.